Hello everybody, we're back again with another special episode of the Nintendo Pipeline Podcast. Um, we are here to talk about Smash Remix Release 1.5, which just went up a few days ago. Uh, my name is CMM, um, I am a co-lead tester for the Smash Remix team, and I'm going to be your host today. Uh, and with me, I have... I am the Smash Father, I am the project lead for uh, the team. I'm Frey. Uh, I am the designer and gameplay developer. I am Pringles. I am the lead musician. Cool. So, um, very briefly before we start, we have a lot to cover. Um, I just want to ask, um, as we tend to do, we have some people who might be listening for the first time or people who may have downloaded the game for the first time because of this update. Um, Smash Father, how would you, in your own words, describe uh, the Smash Remix project? What is it? Well, Smash Remix has evolved a lot over the course of the years, but basically what it is is a modification of the original Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 64. We look to celebrate um, games of that era, nowadays more so, but generally just try to improve upon uh, while maintaining the, I don't know, sanctity of the original game, adding characters, adding stages, adding features, adding music, and anything else <laughs> we think will make it a more fun experience while staying true to its original uh, nature. Cool. Um, so um, this update, uh, 1.5, was, I would argue, probably one of the biggest patches that we've ever released in terms of raw content. Um, it was, what, I want to say around a six-month uh, period um, of yeah, development. It was. So uh, the first big thing um, that I'd like to cover today is um, obviously the kind of the, the highlight character, the roster character this time is Banjo and Kazooie. And I wanted to just talk about a little bit um, about uh, why they were chosen and what the, um, what the design um, process was behind them. Um, I guess Ben will, will ask, I'll ask you that one. Frey, sorry. Oh, me? Oh, you oh, can call you? me Ben, too. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking about the design process for Banjo? Yeah, and, and why he was chosen and, and kind of your thoughts on that. Um. Yeah, I don't jump. even know if that's super like a me question because I just was kind of helping with Banjo, but I, I kind of feel like everyone on the team had the collective idea in mind that doing Banjo would be like a correct thing to do objectively and that someday we should get this done and it's probably good that we spent like four years honing our skills first so that we could pull it off in the best way we possibly could and um in terms of his gameplay um what what was the thinking obviously there is a precedent for banjo in smash bros ultimate but um smash 64 is a very different game um, yeah, I mean, I I think we uh, kind of knew from the start that we didn't really want to make Ultimate Banjo. We wanted to do our own take on the character. Uh, maybe like the most obvious thing that we felt was a miss from Ultimate Banjo was not having the rat-a-tap-tap -tap on the Ford air, you know. Right. It just, <laughs> it seems to make too much sense. And I still don't get why they didn't do that. They just gave him kind of like generic punch. Uh, and then I know Dom uh, Soap was like a big 
proponent of banjo early on not being a boring zoner or whatever which i don't really know how he plays an ultimate super well i have like a banjo player in my local community but he's cool so <laughs> i don't know man uh i just kind of like ran with the idea of like let's make banjo and have fun and We've been doing it for so long at this point that I, I kind of just autopilot most of the rest of it. It's like, yeah, this makes sense. And like Justin had in mind for like what he wanted the special moves to be uh, like, at least especially the up special, I think was kind of his vision for it. Yeah, Justin, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of things with the ultimate banjo and I'm not a huge ultimate guy either. Uh, but I mean... The up special just wouldn't work in our game. I mean, like the way it's designed and requires the feathers or or whatever, you can run out of them. Like that's not <laughs> that's not going to be a thing for us. So uh, I originally envisioned it uh, almost being like a glide. Um, so him being able to like shoot up and glide a little bit, I thought that'd be cool. You know, we could tweak it so it wasn't like you know the broken glide uh, that you might be experienced with if you played brawl. Uh, but you know, we tried it and, uh, you know, I tried coding it and it would have been complicated to code. Well, I feel like it could have been done, but, and then also it just wasn't good. You know, <laughs> there was like <laughs> a, a prototype for that though. Yeah. Like it got workshopped a lot. It did. Yeah. It was worked on, but I kind of started to feel like this isn't, this is not going to work. Yeah. So, uh, and this happens a lot. So we, we kind of got together as a team i think ben uh contributed a lot and we just figured out you know how it should work and we kind of just tweaked it until it felt right and now he just has more of a boost and versus like a actual like glide effect or anything like that yeah and I, once we like kind of landed on the uh idea of like it's this dive bomb move from banjo and you can kind of take the risk of throwing it out and if you land successfully you bounce off in the same way that like kind of Captain Falcon does when he upbees that that's something that I felt like really stuck and kind of resonated with everyone. Uh, Cause that yeah. type of thing is just like fun. You feel cool when you land it, especially if it's like, Oh, I would have lost my stock if I missed, but I hit you. Aha. Like that's just fun. It's also fun to like, like Captain Falcon as well to kind of chain them together. Like if you boost into somebody bonk off of them and then like you manage to do it again it's kind of like yeah this exactly great feeling yeah being able to act afterwards if you connect successfully is always like nice i seem to remember one day um i don't it was a long time ago but i believe it was was it dom who did the uh the down air which is kind of like a soccer kick yeah um, and i think everybody kind of just really liked that <laughs> immediately <laughs> no, I don't think evolution. I think it was initially contentious. Well, it was a bit yeah, contentious. I feel like we had some thoughts. we had some people not wanting that at all, like some strong mm -hmm. opponents. But there's true that because of the spike aspect. Yeah, it's hard not to make a spike. How many ways can you make a downer? Yeah, I don't know how they get away with it in in the vanilla game, like Pikachu's downer and like Link's downer. I have a really hard time like imagining a new move that behaves in the same way as those ones. And right. it's like and outside of that it's like it's either a drill or a spike. I don't know, there's not yeah that many more ways you can do it unless you start getting into 
attacks that launch at like pretty weird angles, like a Sheik downer or something, which feels right when it feels right, but it's hard to find the opportunity to do that. Uh, although we did with Banjo's downer in the end, which yeah. is like a really fun aspect of that move, I think. And I know that was something that kind of came up during Marina's development too, where she didn't always have the drill um, as her downer. She had what, like the, it was like a stomp of some kind. I don't even remember. Yeah, I can't even remember. We had like some kind of like snake thing going on. Yeah, it was like the multi stomp. I think it, I, did it hit sideways? It was really wild. It was weird, I'm yeah. Trying to snake thing for both characters. <laughs> yeah. For both Banjo and Marina, there's an attempted snake style down air. And I guess we really want to do the snake thing, but we just can't make it work. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> we think about it all the time. <laughs> we go to bed at night. <laughs> yeah. The Wolverine holding a. Picture. Yeah, <laughs> just a picture of snakes like down air frame data. The hip you boxes. just hold it like that. Um, that Wolverine <laughs> meme where he like looks yeah, at yeah. It's just like that. But the uh, the final down air is I, I call it the Ronald Dino soccer kick. I, I it looks like so cool. It's really great. It's also just like the most ridiculous move we've like ever made, which I think is really funny. Uh, yeah. As a Ness main, I basically made Ness down air too, but better. And uh, when people said this is too fast, I simply ignored them. <laughs> it's still slower me. than Ness down air by like four frames. I am people. Yeah, you are people. <laughs> um, the disgust on that, man. Hold the L. Hold that's the L. funny and fun to use. Another thing that's pretty unique people seem despite that to not think banjo is super strong anyway so yeah i've noticed that so far i mean obviously it's early days but um there's definitely been a a variety of opinions so far um and i guess that's a good good time to ask is in terms of creating a character that's a roster character and it's created with the idea of being um balanced competitively what are what are things that like what what guidelines or guidance are you kind of looking to create the character like how powerful do you want a remix character to be compared to both other remix characters and the original cast i mean i think like i'm probably just gonna be saying the same thing i said when this came up when we talked about marina so i won't dwell on it for too long yeah uh my belief is pretty much just that there are archetypes of characters that are built to succeed and there are archetypes of characters that are not built to succeed. A big heavy character is never going to be like a top tier unless you make it awful to play against for everyone. And so like we kind of just look at it on a more I'll, individual um, level I'll of like these in moves. There too. Uh, I right, see. You know? Oh. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. Justin. I might be having some technical difficulties here. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Okay, I'm good. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Carry on a bit. I couldn't hear him, and then I suddenly could, and I was like, oh, gosh, no. Oh, okay. You thought we were just, like, sitting in silence for There was an awkward pause, seconds. and I was like, well, I'll, I'll chip in here, and then I was just interrupting Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, basically, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, there's, like, types of characters that are going to be good and types of characters that aren't going to be as good. Uh, Banjo is, like kind of the least i've inhibited myself in terms of like looking at moves and being like this seems too good as an individual move i kind of just like figured like you know what let's just make good moves because 
it's not gonna beat the vanilla characters like the top tiers either which way right and like let's just have fun and i, I did some like kind of weird outside the box stuff too but i think it turned out pretty cool one of the unique things about banjo is his his down special because it's it's actually two different moves um yeah. beak barge i believe is the name on on the grounded version is that is that correct mm -hmm. I, I always get i get all the banjo attack names confused um it's and, beak barge yeah yeah and then the um aerial version is the bill drill yep. um which is specifically the the two-e version of um the ground pound move um beak buster Beak Buster? Is that what it's called? Oh, no. That's what the one in Banjo 1E is. Okay. Yeah. 1E? Okay. <laughs> um, so that move is interesting because it also gives you a little bit of vertical height. Um, and, of course, has the, the drill hitbox in the aerial version. Um, yeah. I know something that came up a few days ago um, when we were all just talking was that, um, you know, it's usually kind of weird to have a, a down special and, and vanilla that is two different moves um what was sort of the ultimate like decider on on how the down special was going to work um i think oh go ahead justin okay um well for me it was kind of like well he has a lot of moves you want to incorporate um and the build drill one for me uh, was kind of like i don't know you, you have so many moves that are like uh character presses down B and they jump in the air and slam down with their butt. And yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so like, it was like on the ground, maybe let's make it something different. I think we just kind of had different ideas that both kind of worked. Um, yeah. We, we talked and, about uh, making like the aerial down B like a downward dive version of uh, the like down B on the ground, like kind of like in the same way a Falcon kick works, but I think it just made more sense to do the build drill. Yeah. yeah, I think it's fun. Uh, I think it's it's somewhat different, you know. <laughs> you're drilling downwards with the your down special. Yeah, trying to make it a little more interesting. Yeah, and then a lot of the normals that banjo has are actually kind of like there's a there's a banjo hitbox and there's a kazooie, um, hitbox. Uh, yeah, which is fun too. It's like that for nair up tilt and down smash, I think. Yeah. Which are like the moves where Dom animated it so that they're kind of attacking together. Right. And then after he made all those animations is when I made the decision to just give them individual hitboxes. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like a goal. It was just something that kind of emerged. And uh, I'm still like gauging how that works in the yeah. grand scheme of things. I think it's cool though. But there's a lot of weird little interactions that can happen. Like you'll clang with Banjo's hitbox and then Kazooie's will still be active. Right. Or Banjo will like narrow your shield at the perfect spot and you jump out of shield and get hit by Kazooie's wings. So it's it's kind of cool. But there's like downsides too. Like because they're combined moves, each individual hitbox has like lower than average damage. So they're not as safe on shield as a, like a traditional narrow or down smash or up tilt would be. Right, you, you're gonna only really get the full benefit of the move if both, both banjo and kazooie's attacks hit. And yeah, and when you always... land that on shield, the like shield stun isn't gonna stack up. It's just gonna like reset. So right. It's as if you're hitting with a move that does like half the damage when you hit a shield. Right. So that's that's definitely a, a an interesting weakness um, for the character to have. Um, 
And uh, in terms of, um, obviously we had stages in the game already for Banjo. Spiral Mountain got a rework. I believe Jay and Retro worked on that. Um, and obviously there was a lot of music. Um, Pringles, I know you uh, did some music specifically for Banjo this patch. Um, what were some of the other considerations like for things that we kind of wanted to do this time that are maybe not directly like the character's moves, but are other like little considerations since it's kind of like he was the headline of the patch. Who was this directed to? You. Anybody, it's but you, it can be you. It be you. <laughs> it's your turn. It's your turn. I don't know. It wasn't specifically music related. I got scared. Listen. Okay. Um, well, at least for music, I really just wanted to make sure that the banjo stuff was like up to snuff. Because mm -hmm. uh, before we had a Spiral Mountain track that, like, while it was, you know, serviceable, it was very faithful to the original track. Um, I think the new one we have, based off the Ultimate Remix, um, fits Smash better and is a better tribute to the series as a whole because it incorporates uh, melodies from other parts of banjo like a rusty bucket bay or a freeze easy peak right yeah it's kind of like a almost like a a, a celebration of the entirety or you know the, more of the game the updated banjo stage is like gorgeous too yeah it, it looks miles better than the old one and i i still love the idea that like uh the top of the mountain is like corrupted by grunty's curse and now that banjo has been added to remix the curse is receding <laughs> and the grass is green again <laughs> yeah it was cool to see that get some um a, not only a visual overhaul but the, the platforms now have a bit of of movement as well which which makes it i think a bit more interesting yeah um is there anything that anyone wants to say about banjo uh for this patch that we haven't really talked about maybe small details or or something that you really wanted to, or that you hope people um, experience with with banjo. That could be anybody. <laughs> it's a hard question. It is a hard question. I just hope people really like the trailer, man. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about the trailer. I think <laughs> a little later, but that yeah, that trailer was sick. <laughs> Um, uh, I hope people enjoy like experimenting with Banjo's unique mechanics because there's a lot of depth to unpack there. I love the way his like down B rises up a little, like you mentioned earlier. I think that was Justin's idea, and uh, it's so satisfying to ledge stall with it because you can just like tap away from the ledge and then down B, and you'll immediately re grab it. You don't have to like double jump like Yoshi does. It's like yeah. little things like that feel nice. The way you can use his forward air properties to yes. move around, there's a lot of potential there because it has like a unique float mechanic to it. And that's... You can kind of uh, use it to like snap to platforms as well. And and that's an example of something that even got tweaks towards the very end. I know um, Retro tweaked the animation a bit so that it was a bit more like how it works in... There's visually more how it, how it looks in um, in the original games, um, which yeah. I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, um, it's always nice to see little bits of cleanup happening, like no matter what. If it's an improvement, then get it in there, right? Yeah. Um, 
the other, one thing I'd like to point out because I've noticed a lot of people haven't noticed um, is when you're doing the up special, um, the first press of the B button obviously is the rise, but when you go to do the, the horizontal hit with the second press, if you hold the opposite direction, Banjo will go in the opposite direction. You have a you have a choice there. So I think right. that's a fun um you know, a, a fun thing that you kinda can kinda throw out and people may not be expecting it. Like you're facing the other way and then you you know, you bomb yeah. into them or whatever. It's like ridiculously good at sweet spotting ledges too. I don't know if people have quite caught on to Yeah. Just how much you can like push that yet. It's also and ridiculously it... funny when he crashes into a wall. So there's also that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That when I was that uh, that was another late edition. Yeah, that was something that Ben some... couldn't let not happen. He he loved that idea. I mean, it is fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, he has to bonk like that's just how it goes. It did like from a gameplay dynamics point of view, like change a little bit of how Banjo's recovery interacts when you're trying to edge guard him as well, though. Because yeah. before, if you upbeat into a wall from like right next to it, you'd kind of get stuck in place until the attack ended and then you started falling and then you would grab the ledge uh, but now it's like you immediately splat into the wall and it, it's kind of like a ness up b situation uh, yeah there's like a little moment to punish him but it, it works very differently from before i think overall i like it a lot more yeah and i mean as well in, in terms of other like stuff that changed uh you know of course the the actual recovery distance of that move uh shrunk um it used to <laughs> used to fly really far horizontally yeah uh, well it, it it um grew and then shrunk again yeah it's like the full story because yeah. what one thing that had happened is i had noticed that the uh hitbox was coming out like slightly later than what the animation was implying and the hitbox coming out is also what starts him moving forwards so i moved that a little bit earlier but the end of the animation stayed the same that meant he ended up spending more frames traveling forwards, which like unintentionally buffed the distance. And right. eventually to compensate for that, I reduced the speed he travels per frame. But I'm not sure if where we landed is like a little bit shorter, a little bit further than like the initial version of it. Yeah, I think it's off. I mean, I I don't have the best memory either, but it feels like maybe a little bit shorter, but it feels yeah. an appropriate, um, an appropriate distance. Definitely, I mean, it's still a really great recovery. Uh, yeah, especially for like a heavy boy, because he's yes, he's like around Captain Falcon weight. I think he's not getting knocked around the screen easily, so having that dive on the upbeat is like a really good asset for him. Yeah, and I think just to add some context here too I, I for people who are not familiar with how um, the character creation process works um i know a lot of our recent characters have been sort of built off of falcon and then you kind of go from there like he's that's kind of like the starting point um so sometimes in development obviously not all the animations are done and we have what over 300 animations for banjo in total um not that many but it's it? a lot it's a it's lot like closer to 150 Oh, okay, I don't know where I got my wires crossed there, but yeah, it's a lot of animations. Well, um, the thing is, is, there's Kazooie too, right? So if you factor right. that in, it's 200 <laughs> animations, or 300 total, uh, right. when you include both characters. Even though Kazooie's just in the backpack, yeah. or like 80% of them, yeah. she counts. Right. She's doing a slightly different pose each time, you just don't see it. Sometimes she's <laughs> winking, even. There's, um, but the, the point is that, you know, 
through the process, not all animations and moves are implemented yet. So you kind of see like funny versions of the characters and uh, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the best example of, of a, of an animation, which was uh, Banjo's uh, jab. Um, oh yeah. Rapid jab, which uh, may have looked a little inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> I love the one set, like when we, uh, like do the process of exporting and re-importing them onto a new rig with the editor we have like they just add a bunch of extra frames at the end (laughs) and every time we make those like falcon based characters the ledge animations uh in this game are split up into three parts they're just randomly split in the middle kind of yeah and it'll it'll add extra frames to like each of those individual parts and so you'll do like a ledge get up and the character will start climbing up and then freeze for like a second and then continue climbing and then freeze again. Right. It's so funny looking. Um, so uh, we had a lot this patch. Obviously, Banjo was the highlight. Um, we had Abyss and Maru, who's a boss form of Goemon. Uh, we had Metal Luigi, uh, courtesy of Pringles. Um, and <laughs> the other big character, I think that I think the response from this character has maybe been a bit larger than we might have expected. Um, is the inclusion of Dragon King, who is basically the the prototype um, Smash Bros. character. Um, Now, I wanted to talk to you, Pringles, about this a lot, because I know for you, besides besides Metal Luigi, this was kind of the the first major character that you did a lot of hands-on animation work and, and whatnot with. So how was that process for you? Uh, like the experience making him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was fantastic. I learned a lot about like how making moves animation-wise and hitbox-wise like works in Smash 64 and uh, really honed my skills there. Um, it was it was really fun like <laughs> recreating animations from the Sakurai like game concepts video that showed off his moveset. Yeah, and, and, and that's, was, yeah. It was my first time, like, dabbling in code, because I did do Dragon King's down special. Right, so something with Dragon King, I think he's a little bit atypical for the kinds of characters that tend to be included, because we, I don't, have we, has there ever been a character that has been so much more specifically a recreation um you know, of, of, of something that was unimplemented. Uh, I mean, obviously we have characters from future Smash games that have some of those attributes, but, but Dragon King as a whole, uh, basically just going through and trying to recreate as much as possible um, from limited footage. Um, so it was almost sort of a, I don't want to use the word restoration, but um, I just think it's interesting because it's a very different um, type of, of inclusion than we usually have. Um, obviously most of his moves we saw in there and there were certain moves that he didn't have footage of that we needed to make up, uh, for a lack of Mostly just the specials though. Yeah, mostly the specials. Um, so I guess, yeah, let's talk about the specials. I think those are the most interesting for him. Um, the neutral special is the, (laughs) the dragon ball, I think it's called, uh, internally, right? Um, there's a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a sheet that uh, Sakurai shared of a bunch of different possible attacks, everything from laser eyes to machine gun fingers to, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, 
I guess uh, if you guys want to talk to you about why, why, why were the moves chosen that were chosen? I've, I've seen a lot of people asking that. Like, why did you give him that ball? Why did you give him the the health absorb thing? Well, you got to think about what's going to work. Flow as a package together. You got to think about you know the work you're going to put into the move and coding it and what's going to look like. Um, and you just got to think about what's going to be fun. Um, some things just don't work as well too in Smash 60. Like some things, like eh, will that really translate to a move that's going to be good for for Smash 64? I mean, I don't know if we thought about that so much. I kind of want to feel like I want to bring back the pictures. Uh, I want to take a look at the pictures of Dragon King's moves, but like specifically like the neutral special, I feel like that one was one I pretty much thought up. Um, and if you look at the, there's an image that um, you can look up that shows these different moves. There's not much to them. There's like it's literally uh, maybe a picture. I don't think there's even like yeah. animation. Like in, not it's even just a, a picture. Yeah, it's like a reference pose basically. Yeah, it's just a single image. And it just shows it's called projectile, uh, which I did not take very literally uh, in my interpretation. He's got a giant ball. Now it's next to him with his hands shooting out a blast, like a Dragon Ball Z character, or, you know, Ryu or any, whoever you want. Um, I looked at that move and I thought it's really one of two things. It's either that's what became Samus's neutral special where she you know she charges up a move it becomes a giant ball and then she shoots it because right you couldn't just have someone shooting out Samus star shots uh, or it's one of these moves that you see in a lot of fighting games uh i think the one i i, I thought it was flying dragon yeah. uh, it's just not a very popular game uh, that people and it's more of a cult classic i think uh but yeah just shooting a big ball right in front of you and ben seemed to really like that idea uh, yeah, he, he made the the hitbox, which is like a really quirky, fun hitbox. Obviously, the <laughs> move seems simple. It is a simple move, but like Ben made a like a fun hitbox that has like two. A part of it was my idea to have like an internal hitbox that's a little bit different, uh, but Ben kind of made it, uh, executed it in a way that I think is pretty fun to to use. So yeah, I was thinking about like King of Fighters when I made that because I've played a bunch of King of Fighters mm-hmm. O two on like Fightcade. Uh, there's this one character, Kenso, who has like a, uh, like super move that's like kind of similar in terms of animation and the fact that it's just like a big energy ball that hits a bunch of times. I think it's called Hermit Power Blast or something. <laughs> uh, and uh, I kind of just like thought up like something like that based on what Justin was saying. I want to make like this move, and I made like the animation for it and the hitboxes and stuff. Uh. And I don't know if it's exactly what was intended by the design sheet, but I think the fact that it references that, as all of the specials do, is like the important part. And it turned out pretty cool. Yeah, the one I I was personally most interested in was the the health absorption um, one, because that's not really something that a, a character in Smash sixty four has. Um, it looked really cool. It did look that's, really cool. That's the reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it I, I had a really desire cool. to make like an anti-air command grab, uh, in like the same sense as like every grappler in every like fighting game has a big anti-air command grab where they reach up and grab you out of the air, and that's kind of what I was trying to channel with the grounded version. 
Right. Which, like, I, it was hard to convince people that it was a good idea uh, at first. I, 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 it was, I was met with some resistance uh, <laughs> some to the idea of having his grounded up be like, not leave the floor. But I think it turned into something pretty cool. And the aerial version, it, he just goes crazy. They said, uh, do something like Kazuya, and I did that. Yeah, where he kind of like grabs you and then slams you down. Yeah, I and I think it looks really so cool. Fun. And I, I made it have like two frames of ending lag for both the like aerial and grounded version in terms of when the like opponent is thrown and when you can act. So it kind of feels like you're canceling it almost. Uh, and you just have like so many possibilities for how you can follow up with it. It's a lot of fun to use. Yeah, he's he's built as a, um, I guess as we usually call it, a, a bonus or a, a boss character where he's more balanced around just being fun to use as yeah. opposed to, you know... Being I serious... don't think he's super overpowered or anything. Like he no, has no. a lot of like really good aspects from many different vanilla characters, but at the same time, like his recovery is almost like a worse version of Falcon's. Uh, it's like tomorrow. It's like a Falcon <laughs> punch that doesn't give you any recovery boost, and like right. almost the same up B. Uh, but a lot of his normals are really fun too. I will say, like uh, just going back to what you said earlier, in terms of like restoring what we saw in the prototype footage we definitely took a lot of liberties in terms of like frame data because there were some moves in that prototype footage that were like so slow and clunky looking that it just didn't seem like it'd be fun to play right so instead we kind of took uh, it yeah. from the perspective of like let's give these like the kind of frame data that you would see traditionally in a smash 64 character rather than like frame 20 down tilt Right. Yeah, as if he evolved with the rest of the game. And you know, I, I think Pringles did an amazing job like making most of the hitboxes. Uh a lot of the hitboxes you see on Dragon King are just his doing. There were like a few moves that I touched up on, but in general he did a really great job, like better than most people I've seen at executing Smash sixty four styled moves on the first go. And in a lot of cases it was just like Pringles, you were like, What do I do? And I was like, copy this move from this vanilla character. <laughs> which like eventually became you copying Yoshi's up tilt hitbox, which is like my favorite part of the character. <laughs> it's really funny because that was like his worst move in the footage where he doesn't up tilt like right next to someone and it whiffs and it only comes yeah. out on like frame 16. Yeah, and it turned and out like, like his best move. <laughs> yeah, that would have been rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even I know what Pringles you. You handled his Nair animation, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Which is not, from what I recall, also had adjustments made to it to be less, you know, glorp, as we would probably say. I know you would say it. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. Less glorp uh, <laughs> than, than what was in the footage. And others, I've seen some people asking questions about this. Like, oh, are you guys going to, you know, change some of his animations to maybe be a little closer to the footage. No, that's, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an intended deliberate um, change uh, to make him fun. And when he came out, came out at the end of that trailer, um, which I guess we can talk about next, um, there was a lot of, there was a big response from that. Now, of course, um, that's probably boosted a bit by um, Sakurai's YouTube channel and, and that video that he posted really showing the, the footage off more but i think was it fair to say that 
you guys are maybe a little bit surprised at, at how many people actually like knew what we what what it was at I the first was. drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, thought I knew that a lot of people knew about it, but I didn't realize it would be like the majority of people understood what it was. Yeah, I didn't see as many who the hell is that. I mean, hell, I feel like Goemon and more who's that. <laughs> yeah, and even even when people don't know what the Dragon King is, as soon as they like get the concept, they seem to think it's cool. Like it's been widely appreciated, which is always nice to see. That that's something that was also I think true to a point with um, Abyss of Maru in the trailer as well, where we kind of intentionally had the trailer open up, um, you know, being the same setup as last time and this being this weirdo character yeah you know the initial live chat reaction was like who is this and why is he here and then some of them started changing when they saw his move set and they're like oh oh <laughs> dude i saw oh. every like every like reaction video i saw was like that it was like who is this guy oh damn this guy looks kind of crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, like i would go and watch like watch uh smash remix like let's plays and like i saw more abyss tomorrow i think than like dragon king or banjo somehow which was like impossible to me in my head yeah because but then i'd go on like a wizard stream and he was playing exclusively abyss tomorrow <laughs> that was great <laughs> i mean awful. the thing is like smash has always introduced characters to people that they wouldn't have otherwise gone to know about yeah like mm -hmm. so many of us learned about like characters like ness or the ice climbers or the entire existence of Game & Watch or Fire Emblem because of the inclusion in Smash. It's what like helped skyrocket those characters' popularity. Uh, so I don't really understand why people don't get excited when they see a character that, that they don't know about. I guess it's just because yeah. there's a lot of like hope for, like, I want my character that I love to be added. Yeah, everybody has this. a favorite, you know dream character that they that they want uh, but, but i, I hope that you. people will approach it with an open mind and learn to appreciate uh our little yeah. goober abyssimaru <laughs> <laughs> um our precious little donut he's yeah he's something um so the trailer was a pretty um i would say um ambitious um project in and of itself um how did you guys think about and and consider about you know structuring this thing like what was the role like um each 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 trailer each character reveal trailer kind of had their own genesis and then they all had to flow together um i know Frey, you did a lot of work on the dragon king reveal can you can you kind of talk a little bit about some of your your thought process on that um yeah, I mean, I knew that I wanted it to be, like, the end of the trailer. Like, the overall structure of the trailer, where it goes Abyssimaru, then Banjo, then, like, a bunch of features and stuff, and Dragon King at the end is, like, what I had in my head very early on and advocated for a lot. Because I think especially putting Abyssimaru first was, like, the right play. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, I, I love trolling our fans a little bit. <laughs> but also, like, I think if you put him anywhere else, it wouldn't have resonated as well. Uh, and ha having that flow straight into the banjo trailer in the way it does was like an incredible idea, and I love how that turned out. Yeah. I, I don't even know who it was that came up with Abyssimaru like flying through the sky. I think it in... was Quickslash. Yeah, maybe. And in banjo's trailer, and and then we like ended up just making it flow seamlessly. 
Uh, yeah. And then that later led to the idea of, like, let's start this, like, Dragon King montage bit with exactly the frame that the banjo reveal left out on so that it's seamless as well. Yeah, you uh, you could string all three of those together as one yeah. large um, I think it's super awesome. But in terms of specifically the Dragon King reveal, uh, Retro 64 kind of came up with the idea originally of doing this reverse order montage of all the characters and like showing their fighter number in the same way that the ultimate everyone is here originally did yeah and like kind of taking back to fighter zero uh and i took that general concept and turned it into more just like a kind of celebratory montage of all the smash remix content and trailers that we've done so far just to kind of look back at where we've come and i incorporated that fighter zero thing into that little flash that you see on screen Right, uh, which is kind of just lends itself to the whole kind of like creepy, mysterious vibe that I wanted to give to that trailer. It yeah. just like felt right because he, like, service level is kind of like a creepy looking character. It's just yeah. this like faceless polygon. Man. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. it's like yeah. so. Like, yeah, I came up with this idea of like having like everything kind of fade out, uh, and like dragon king sort of like appears originally it was like he was going to appear in mario's thoughts uh <laughs> and like i couldn't really find a good way to convey that and so i kind of reworked it into just like being there in the distance uh in the in the shadow realm that he pulls mario into or however you want to interpret that <laughs> right i just kind of like workshopped it until it felt right and i wanted this general vibe of like kind of creepy and ominous uh, like bordering on like horror type <laughs> vibe yeah. and like he's very unsettling by nature and then like yeah that like final like reveal shot of him when the camera like pulls out uh, from in front of Mario and he's like standing there behind him like a like he's about to give Mario his final test or something right you have that like far out shot of them facing off I think that's like the one thing that I had a super clear picture in my head of early on and i'm glad that it came out the way it did because i think it's yeah. super cool well let's not, let's not forget to mention that there was also clips from every trailer but since like ganondorf and young lingerly didn't have that like there was also some handmade uh non-existent trailer material exactly yeah well. slash yeah. made so many of those <laughs> and like they all turned out well and pringles helped uh make like a couple of them i made one i even got retro to make one which was kind of really funny. He just like turned up in the call while we were all working on the trailer. And I think he kind of just like said, Oh, I don't really have anything to do. It feels weird. And I was like, okay, <laughs> now you do <laughs> do this. He made the, uh, the shot of captain Falcon and his blue Falcon. And it yes. was like Good. quite the endeavor. Cause he chose to do it in blender for some reason. Oh <laughs> and ended gosh. up like causing a bunch of problems for himself, but it turned out looking good. I've, it, I've yeah, seen matters. I've seen a few people now remark that they thought that our trailers were like done entirely in engine somehow. No, they're not. No, no, <laughs> no they're not. Impressive. There's parts of it though. that are in engine. Yeah, and like yeah. the Wario trailer originally that was like an in engine one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, yeah. there's cuts of of actual in game. Yeah. Um, gameplay and footage. 
Yeah, um, so what you see in the trailer is is like animation that has been made in Maya with like custom lighting to try to replicate what the game looks like. But like, you know, it's just a lot easier to like control the camera and the scene doing yeah. it in uh, animation and not like in the game. And then you also see like in-game, in-engine shots of like character gameplay that I do with like a custom camera script to throw in there. Because that's definitely like what they're doing for the real Smash trailers too, is they do all these unique angles to showcase right. things with. They use their dev tools, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for this trailer, I was actually a little bit special because uh, not only was there a um, special song for Abyss and Maru, um, Dragon King got uh, a special N64 version of Happy Together and Pringles. You composed both of those. So what was your uh, thought process going in and why did you feel so strongly about using those? So Ibiso and Osaka, like I almost didn't do it at first just because, you know, it's like the whole process of transcribing a big band song, which is a very heavy task. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but, but like it was just, just so fitting for him. him. And, and I like he like, seems like so, so narcissistic and self indulgent that I feel like a like song where he say, it's, it's him singing it to yeah. his own yeah. reveal trailer it was just like like too good to pass out. And for Dragon King, I was a little hesitant on Happy Together at first because you know it's it's a it's a like it's a song under a record label. Yeah, so it could cause Issues, issues and i had to and like consult, consult with justin, justin quite, a, quite bit a bit to see if we could even like get it we ended up doing a test upload on youtube yeah to see what their content id system would say about it and to our surprise it said this content is allowed by the owner to be used on youtube well, apparently the turtles were cool with it <laughs> um and i think it was really worth it in the end because I like if you go on the comments, you see a bunch of people appreciating how it's like a love letter to Smash 64 as a whole. And I've had a few people say that it like brought tears to their eyes. I think I've watched the trailer God way too many times and it still kind of gives me some goosebumps. Shout outs to Dark Horse for yeah. coming up with that happy together idea. Great idea, Dark Horse. Resident good ideas, man. Like I, the the initial plan was, uh, I was gonna make the montage to like the credits music, or maybe like the brawl remix of the credits music. But after seeing well, Dark Horse's original idea was was a Green Day song. True. <laughs> after we after we decided that idea was too great for us to handle, yes, too much. His too... next suggestion was Happy Together, which turned out like a to be perfect. Like once. Once the like montage came together and all that, I think everyone who saw it was like, you know, like this could not be any other way. Yeah, I, I think that was just the most fitting possible. This feels right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was still hesitant on it by the time I'd finished the song, but like when Ben sent me like a preview of the montage and it goes into like that, that kind, of kind of reprise at the end of the song. Yeah, and you see like Falco running and stuff. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I knew we had to have it. When I um, saw Falco running down that hallway while well, happy like, together listen, by the turtles plays, <laughs> just, just like the in the trailer. original Star Fox <laughs> intro, <laughs> being unfairly represented here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding around. Uh, 
but I um, make it. Yeah, it's great. And it, this is the first time we've done something like this where we get uh, poor Pringles to make a whole song just for the trailer, <laughs> and he ended up doing it twice, which is just yeah. wild. Yeah, very and very 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 record time as well. I mean, as, technically, as we we, we made a special version of the banjo song too. That's yeah. true. I, 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 got, do... I got you to like extend the one part by like two bars so that we could keep his splash screen up longer. And we also yeah. did like the end note. And I do want to talk about that briefly as well because that that scene was a, a large collaboration from a lot of people. Um, everyone from Deshaney to you guys to. I can't even remember who else was not There's a lot of people involved. Soap in worked that. on it. So, uh, Pringles made a bunch of looping character animations. Retro sixty four contributed. Yeah. Looping character animations. Deshaney set up like the whole scene and kind of came up with the original premise of banjo performing with a band of characters. Yeah. And Soap made the like three D environment and handled a lot of the final passes on the animations. Yeah, and that environment is based on the the battlefield uh, stage that was redone. That was a lot of retro and and with some help from Jay, um, yeah. putting that together to look more kind of like a mix of the rest area from All Star uh, and the like commercial, you know, from the game and and brawl battlefield kind of all smushed into one um, thing, which I think turned out fantastic. I'm I'm very happy with how that turned out. Um, Pringles, you had fun with Yoshi drums. Um, a lot of people love the Yoshi drums. And Samus Fiddle. I, post, I made like two tweets. One was about Yoshi drums and Samus. One was about Samus Fiddle. Samus on the fiddle. And the fiddle one got like twice as many reactions to it. It's pretty great. Man, my Yoshi drums. They're very specific references that people you know noticed and enjoyed. I... Yeah, I had no, I had idea, no idea Samus, Samus playing, playing the, the fiddle, fiddle was a reference. I just yeah. got told yeah. to make a loop, and I did. <laughs> My yeah. favorite thing is still there's like one like really heavily upvoted comment on the trailer on YouTube that says like it's cool that every character playing an instrument is a reference. <laughs> it's just like no, it's not. <laughs> Yoshi playing the drums was a fabrication of my mind. <laughs> but go off. Some of them definitely are though. Like uh, Bowser playing an accordion. Yeah. Stuff yeah. too that's from. NES Tetris, though, is also DeShaney's uh, idea. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, my personal favorite shot of that entire segment is the, the Peanuts-style uh, jam-out shot. It's just kind of perfect, um, which was something that was kind of talked about from, from early on. God, the Peanuts shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That animatic, if you ever choose to to upload it, is a riot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like people to see the animatic. It's very funny. I think it's it's cool that there is an animatic. Like that's the first time we've done anything like that too. Yeah, so the level of cool. like uh, collaboration and coordination that went into this banjo trailer was like our peak in terms of uh, just like the effort and teamwork that was required for yeah. sure and it all came it, together very quickly. it all had to be like very specific uh for like timings and pulling off like cutting between the animation and the gameplay uh was not an easy task when you have like six different people working on it yeah but 
everyone got it done exactly the way that we needed it to be done and it turned out like perfect yeah um shout outs to dark horse too for the um features and stage um reels and sort of the connective tissue that the that the trailer has and then you did the the speech bubbles for banjo and kazooie as well so that's another yeah i know retro helped write a lot of those yeah um, retro boards. provided drafts for everything and came up with basically all of the core ideas uh the only the only contribution i think that wasn't like specifically retro's idea was like that first one where kazooie says like oh we better be top tier that came from soap yeah <laughs> but yeah that was that was a arduous process to recreate those but we did it with marina and like it just felt right to do it with banjo kazooie yeah that's one of those iconic things from the game that everyone remembers is the ooh, those ooh, interactions ooh, 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 ooh. yeah yeah that too the, that. the gibberish <laughs> and then yeah the other thing uh, was like the the banjo uh, menu screen yes uh his room which I recorded footage for. And uh, the thing that I think is really cool about that is that my journey as a ROM hacker or whatever started 10 years ago with like making texture hacks with the Rice video plugin, which I'm sure like a lot of people have done because uh, it's like one of the easiest ways to get into messing with N64 games. And that ended up being exactly what I did for that footage of Banjo's room is like using that to replace like the paintings and stuff in the room with custom images. So that was really cool. It was kind of like yeah. coming around books. full circle. <laughs> the books with all the different stuff on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Game Boy. And the Game Boy, which I haven't Smash seen. Smash Remix mentioned. on the Game Boy. Smash Remix. Nobody's on the seen Game it yet. Boy. Yep. No one's. Go look. It. It's there. I haven't I haven't seen many people notice the uh, the references in the in the stage reel yet either. I hope people maybe figure out some of those because those were fun to do um, there's so many tiny little like things like that yeah that we you know would love people to appreciate but it's so hard to spot everything yeah it is um and i realize especially just yeah. with the amount of content added yeah and i mean that goes for the actual trailer too in terms of determining what content is going to be shown off um I'm glad that we were able to show stuff like Magic Kirby or like, you know, the yellow team um, in features. But, you know, we had stuff like poison damage and some accessibility features and, you know, all kinds of stuff that you can't just possibly just show off in a, in a trailer that I think is already the longest trailer that's ever been. Yeah. For this project. yeah we've never revealed three characters before. Yeah. And we almost revealed four. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, True. Uh, you know, Metal Luigi is in there as well. And the only Metal Luigi ended up being revealed on Twitter. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the only evidence of Metal Luigi in that trailer is the, the fight on Metacris tent, um, which I haven't noticed. If, I haven't I haven't seen if anyone happened to notice it when we were when it was live. I'm guessing not. because It's very hard to tell. But um, I thought it was. Yeah. Kind of funny. And Slash actually made that like Metal Luigi reveal shot while yeah. the trailer was still being worked on, but we just kind of felt there was nowhere to fit it in that wouldn't break up the pacing. They just uh, happened to choose the that like the anvil sound from like the crash yeah. title screen, which <laughs> it was makes so, me laugh. Every it was time. so brilliant. It was it was so good and it worked perfectly for like 
Twitter a too. It's like Twitter a perfect tweet yeah. clip. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's my favorite. Also, I just wanted to mention, like you said something very early on into this discussion about how this might have been the biggest patch ever. Um, I was curious about that, and you can actually look at like code frequency on GitHub. Oh yeah. On our like on our public repo and see like spikes for when all of the additions are made. And in terms of like code additions and all that, it, it actually did end up being the biggest spike on the graph. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Which kind of surprised me. I, I thought it would have been like one of those earlier updates, but yeah. like, with, with all the new modes and stuff. But I mean, there really is just like so much to unpack in this update. So many like little features too, right? Yeah. Uh, like the small like gameplay things, the new items, the P-Wing and yep. the Dango that Abby can spawn. Yeah. Kathy's like a magic Kirby hat yep. as well. The um the Greg's uh, or Halo's uh, charge smash attacks. Um, yeah. I know those were shown in the trailer, but you know, we have the full Pokemon Pokeball control now and you can even make item crates like never explode or always explode or, or whatever. There's there's a lot um going on, hence why the patch notes are very, very, very long. <laughs> and testing yeah, all of it was guns. difficult. Yeah, the polygons as well, which were not a small task. There's eight new ones. Um, so there's there's a lot of that going on. Um, as, as we kind of approach the end here, I did want to cover one more topic, and that is the music, because the music um, is something that obviously we, we can have some music in the trailer, but it's one of those things that's like kind of hard to give people an idea of, of just how much is there. And we do have our lead musician uh, with us. This time, this so, time. so um, uh, I kind of wanted to ask wanted you, to Pringles. Ask you, uh, how, do you uh, how do you feel about um, what you guys what were able to accomplish with the music this music time? What was the, what was your goal was your for that? And do you feel like you were successful? successful? We, we accomplished, we accomplished some, some like clickbait worthy statistics, where we've added more songs just in this patch alone than there are in like the entire game. Like the base game total, yeah, that's crazy. Like including uh, like victory vic themes yeah, and stuff too, right? Victory. But that's also including vanilla victory themes, right? I remember, you, yeah, that's what I meant. I remember you saying like how surprised you were when you like actually sat down and looked at the number of music tracks, yeah, that were put in this me, update. It was like it was, you know, it was kind of an autopilot patch to me for like music. I didn't really put a lot of thought into like. You know adding as many songs as possible um i thought it would be like not near 1.4 1.3 uh, just when i initially joined and I had a lot more free time to just churn out music tracks which is all i did at the time uh but i guess part of that can be attributed to our newest musician hire uh one-up shy guy yeah he's done a bang up job like Adding, adding a whole, a whole bunch, bunch of music, menu music, music tracks, tracks like an like unprecedented, unprecedented amount. amount. Yeah, it's kind uh, of yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> it ended up being that there's like twice as many new tracks in this patch as like the next biggest one for music, right? Like it's pretty wild. It's nuts. It's. I think like, another part of that is just like your work on the music kind of sent waves through the team and inspired other people to like make more because there were like contributions from like Mosque. everyone. Yeah, Mosky came back for the Whiz Pig track at the very Which end. Which is still like incredible to me. Like you were you're we able to resurrect some people who had not contributed for like years. <laughs> um, Frey, you did 
the uh the Yoshi song that is that might be one of my favorites in the in the whole patch. Uh, there's some there's some wild stuff going on. Um and yeah. uh, uh, you know, it obviously some most of it is on stage and some of it is put on stages that might be a little less commonly chosen by default, but if you go into the music settings menu, um you can listen to every song that was added. Um and even set them on or off for random music. So I hope people do that. Um, My favorite part of the Yoshi track was that Pringles didn't know what ska was initially. <laughs> and then I, my way of communicating that was saying, we are number one is ska. Yeah, he like joined back in VC after he said he was going to bed. And he was like out of breath and he said, I figured it out. We are number one. That's ska. And then he left like soon after. <laughs> Important. And I can't even, lesson. but the worst part is that he was completely right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was um, awesome. One thing I do want to mention about music is just the like the vocal tracks this update, which is yes. not something we've never done before. And maybe for good reason because it did take <laughs> up like, like one and a half <laughs> megabytes just for the vocal instruments. But yeah, I think I it think was it worth it because now we now have, have like, like the dk, the DK rap, rap which, which to many, many will, will be like a surprising addition or like, or like a, special a special song to them, to them. as yeah. will yeah. like yoshi's yoshi song or uh even, even rolls theme, theme which was like a quirky, quirky ad, ad that i almost, almost didn't include, include. <laughs> yeah there's a lot yeah, of people, a lot I've, people I've, I've talked to surprisingly a lot of people i've talked to that are we're very excited to see stuff like rolls theme in there with the vocals or even the the toho song uno and was here or was her, or was her. Um, um that one that i've, I've one seen I've some seen. reactions to that the talent the studio, studio medley, medley. Um, um lots of, lots of really, really cool, cool stuff, stuff in there the shantae music, music of course got a reaction, got a reaction. um and that, and stage, that stage that that soap that did. did um the day night cycle dude the day night cycle the, the medley that syncs up with it yep it's um, so cool that's something that never had been had been done before even um I think maybe Justin's possibly most uh, the project that Justin kept coming back to this entire cycle, which was the Caco Demon in <laughs> in Spawn Fear. Yeah, that stage um, broke a lot of new ground. That uh, has the acid and and that and I know uh, every other day it was like, all right, Caco Caco Demon is fixed this time, maybe. <laughs> If that stage also broke, broke a lot, period. period. And I'm kind of—I was kind <laughs> of surprised that Justin like didn't resort to just deleting it out of frustration, because every time we put it in a new patch, it would immediately have like another crash related to it. Well, the reason is, and this is just for anyone's reference who's listening to this, that is the fan submitted stage. It was—it's <laughs> been a long time since the fan submitted stage contest happened, but we've been trying to make this stage come together. And that Doom stage is that creation. Uh, now, originally, uh, it was submitted as a Metroid stage, with that being, I think, Mother Brain. Yeah, it was like a Mother Brain Torian. It's gonna be—I think Mother Brain was supposed to just be like in the middle, and there was yeah, supposed to be like turrets the on the corners. Yeah, there were turrets, the, but like, the turrets became the caco demon. But in reality, like we never the, the, the stage contest. Now I should have cleaned up the image that was supported so people didn't think it was going to be. But the stage contest was never about like themes or the characters or anything like that. So you know we did not use the Metroid theme. We went with Doom because we didn't have that. And 
I'd like to think that we implemented the gameplay ideas. Pretty well, I think. Yeah. They evolved. They evolved from what that person originally, and they're credited in the credits. Like, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name offhand. <laughs> but uh, they're in the credits now, as was agreed. Uh, and uh, but I think from what their original vision was, it, it probably evolved. Uh, but that's yeah. how yeah. any. If you were to come up with a stage idea on our team, this is my idea. Like it often evolves, and it's just not exactly how maybe you first pitch it or think. I so, love how the Kako demon turned out. Yeah, yeah I think he's, he's funny. He's, well. he's a little demon. It's, he really, it's really funny that like he just appears and is just there, like harassing you until somebody goes to deal with him. Like yeah. that's so funny. Like that's the only hazard I can think of that's like that. Usually, it's like something that'll come in and you know harass you for a second, then go away on its own. But the the Kako demon is like you have to go put a stop to him. Yeah, um, which is really funny. I've had like free for all matches on that stage where someone's just like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna go kill him." Yeah, and you always try to kill him, and he's he's a lot harder to kill you. than you think. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fast. Like, he's a fast stage. little bugger. He's, he's a fast pain in the ass. He used to be um, even harder. Yeah. Um, the stages in general this patch were were plentiful, um, and all came together really well. Um, Heron worked really hard on poke floats which was probably like was the other stage this patch that was like never ending saga of, of poke floats and, and getting that to work and uh Heron's like together on that work ethic and willingness to take feedback and revise 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 until everyone is like happy with it yeah is like uh almost i would say unmatched on our team like that stick to itiveness is yeah extremely impressive it, the Quit same thing happened at the snowboard kids stage yes it's like them, yeah i think we were like most of us were kind of feeling that we weren't going to be including that one yeah uh, because it just wasn't shaping up well but like karen just kept at it kept at it and it eventually turned into something really cool uh, yeah. i think especially when that like bottom area was added the little fight pit yeah, like, uh, those yeah. kinds of parts of stages are always really fun. It's why I love like the Jet Force Gemini one too. Yeah, I, uh, and I the like music on that. that stage just slaps. Yeah, it's 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 funny because yeah, that one was kind of one that wasn't wasn't sure was gonna make it, and I was really really hoping it would because um, I know how much people love Snowboard Kids, and obviously we had you know music and and stuff kind of ready for this stage, um, and I was really happy to see in some of the comments. Um, from the reveal trailer that there are people that were really excited um, about a snowboard kids uh, stage making it in um, and one up did a few tracks that were snowboard kids related as well so um, I think that turned out really nice um, yeah I think one up did like board shop tracks. and Wendy's house, Wendy's house. and Three silver mountain yeah and then big snowman was mostly Suba's work yeah and that that song i really love it turned out great i mean it's so good it got used in the trailer yeah um and then even uh some of the uh, other stuff like soap redoing fountain of dreams it has the nightmare theme there now thank god um that was something that i think justin would not uh have allowed to <laughs> not be have left it. on the table <laughs> again um, I, I know you've forget. always wanted that song you never um, forget your first uh boss you defeat so yeah, I agree that might have that. been my first video game boss that I defeated. I don't, I don't quite recall, but I always <laughs> like that jam. I love that jam. Might have been. 
It's so good. Just said you never forget your first video game boss. I, th <laughs> I think that was mine. I can't recall. Yeah. That, it was that the first that I remember. So yeah. we're going to go with that's the first. Thank you for Probably. introducing me to that track as well, because I haven't played that game and it's such a cool song. I'm so glad it was the NES version too. I'm going to say it. I don't care what anybody says. I love that version of that song. Um, there are and... different versions or I can't even tell what song it is. I don't even like there's the modern takes on the nightmare. <laughs> like what yeah. even is yeah. this? It's, there, is, <laughs> there are some weird ones out there. Um, and one of like fought it's... on that, like struggled on that song uh, and chill for quite a while and then pushed through. Um, yeah, I think he's also one of the fellow, like the team members who has like an insane willingness to take in feedback and adjust, adjust, adjust until it's like up to standard. Yeah. Because I, I bullied him on chill. <laughs> uh, but eventually it turned out turned into something that like, like I think everyone was really happy with, and I'm glad to have more than one character Mario. So, yes, yes, finally. finally. He even sold you he on QQ, which QQ. is not yeah, an easy task. A song I didn't have the vision for initially, <laughs> but he made it work. So kudos to him. I mean, and you did some you stages did some this stages. time as well with uh, Big Boo's Haunt, yeah. uh, Smashville uh, Remix. Remix. Jay helped, Jay helped out on out and on did Dinosaur Land, Land, like did the bonus did the stages bonus for Banjo. Um. You know, there's just there's so just many so people who have done, done so, so many, many, you know, different things. things. Um, the uh, the Animal Crossing stage even has a song from Halo Factory. It does. That's right. That's Halo's that's Greg's one and only musical contribution. Yeah, which is uh, great. It's like a Freaky Friday dev cycle, man. Like everyone <laughs> has fun making music. Yeah, I think it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah, and I guess I was that... really happy this patch that I finally was able to like sequence some tracks myself like traveling yeah like traveling <laughs> yeah uh, the uh there's also the gallery mo mode that you did it's your your first sort of mode um, oh yeah yeah that's my done. first mode which is weird yeah. i've just never really dabbled in modes before i mean it's pretty simple it's simple but it's, it it's took me an afternoon to to code it for yeah. the most part like the main features of it um yeah and it really just came from a place of like wanting to be able to look at those pictures without loading up one player mode and fighting master hand and like wanting to kind of like put together a little love letter to our team who's made all those like awesome new like victory images and music tracks and just having like a place to go and appreciate that god knows that banjo one deserved to be <laughs> oh god the ongoing saga of the banjo 1p image <laughs> Shout out to, to Soap and Retro for painstakingly recreating the SGI renders for Banjo and Kazooie just to pose them for an image that's like N64 visual quality. Yeah, I think that I think that was driving Justin crazy. He yeah. had some he had some good quips about that one for sure. <laughs> when Banjo fans the that. amount of time and it was startling. Yeah, a lot. Uh, usually we make those images honestly over the course of like a few hours like, before. I made the uh, the Abyss and Mario one just like on a whim, and it was literally just like a screenshot from the game, slightly edited. And that one took like over three months. Yeah, yeah, like, and it wasn't just like 
oh we started working on it forgot about it for a while and you picked it back up three months later it was like it was worked upon yeah every, every day in dev vc for a while was just them working on those models slowly oh did we get we got his belt wrong we put his didn't i think it was i think they put his belt on inside out at one point or something i can't even remember it was there was something like that that happened and it was like no we got to do it again <laughs> maybe i'm spreading misinformation um but, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think that, that kind of just uh, speaks for this this project on the whole is that everyone involved is very um, detail oriented and and is really uh, values the, the very small um, the small bits. Um, there's you know plenty of Easter eggs and secrets in the update that are very intentionally not documented that we won't talk about that we hope people will will find that got thrown in. Um, um, including, including, including uh, John, John uh, who uh, would be remiss, be remiss to, to not, not mention, mention with his work on optimizing, optimizing stuff like SRAM and all sorts of back-end back stuff. stuff. It's like anytime, anytime something gets something broken, broken John, John dives in dives and somehow in, makes, somehow it, makes work. it work. You've um, um, got another fire. Come put it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Um, so, so to wrap up, to wrap up um, I'm going to ask each of you, what is, what is one thing that maybe we haven't talked about um, that you hope people may see and appreciate in the update, even if it's something very tiny? I'll start with, uh, I'm going to give Justin time to answer this one. So I'm going to start with Pringles because I can. I, dude, it's so unfair. <laughs> um, uh, geez. Put them on the spot. You're really? only one. Uh, okay. So we updated, we updated Remix 1P, everybody. It yes. happened. Yes. I hope you did, because it <laughs> took a lot of freaking work. Uh, we, um, chiefly, uh, one thing that I think was hard to do is uh, the uh, bonus three, basically. Uh, whatever you yes. like, race the three. Uh, that took a lot of work, and, and ultimately uh, Pringles took it over and made it happen, but we had just a lot of people trying to make something work and it's just an awkward stage. It's just hard to make fun based on how just what we had. And I think it ultimately turned out pretty well. And then of course, Giga Bowser is different. Now we've added some things to the doubles matches you can look for. Yeah. Hopefully you'll, you'll get them randomly. Um, I think it's just better. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a more fun experience. I think that I changed the difficulty. I'm pretty sure I changed the difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's six months is a long time, kids. Uh, yeah. Six months is a long yeah. time. It's a long time. Um, so yeah, that's that's something we didn't mention, and, and then maybe we uh, now we have. So somebody I've, else. Yeah. I've got one, but Pringles, if you want to go first, just in case yes. we're going to say the same thing, I can come up with something else. Or, it's ahead. up to you. All right, well, I was going to say, um, if people look at the uh, PAL version of Jigglypuff now, you'll see that it has stopped being Jigglypuff, and someone has gone in, into the settings and switched the language to German and evolved it into Pumaluff, <laughs> which is nice to finally see, because I mean, Ron Dudu has had... Uh, or not Rondadu. Rondadu is dead. Rondadu is what you wish for. Rondadu is never making it. I meant to say Purian has been chilling in Remix for a long time with unique Japanese voice lines and 
all that, but the uh, the European one we kind of chose to just leave it English for a long time, and I'm glad that one of those variants finally made it in. Oh my love. Was oh my gosh, my turn. All was right. that yours? Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't mine. Um, I really just want to encourage everyone to go listen to the music because there is an unprecedented amount this patch, and I think um, every one of them is like very high quality. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot in there. Um, Dark Samus got a bunch of changes too. She did. Oh yeah, she did get a lot of changes. Peppy got changes. He's I think he's much more fun now. Um, there's there's all kinds of dig through the patch notes. God help God help you. There's a lot of them, but uh, definitely read through them because there's a lot um, that was added. Um, I know for everyone probably knows the one I'm gonna say, and that is. Uh, you can drum in, in gallery mode, so you should try drumming in gallery mode. Right oh, yeah, there. that was your suggestion. Yeah, and I'm glad well. that was able to happen. Kathy and yeah. I just kind of sat down and were like, all right, what sounds are we using? <laughs> yeah, no, I love the idea from the start. It made me think of the Nintendo DS sound, yeah. the DSi sound, yeah, that drumming was the, in there. That was the plot. <laughs> and uh, the fun fact is that the, the cat noise that's in there is actually uh, Kathy's cat, Link. Um <laughs> Who, who meows so it's an actual uh a cat that meows? recording it's a cat that a real cat that meows um, oh so it should have been me it should have been you meowing we is can there add still time, time to audition <laughs> we can add that so I'm, um, I'm not gonna start meowing in the podcast i changed my mind <laughs> i think my can favorite is my answer i think my favorite is either the the falcon punch kirby drum or the dk drum which i yeah, the, so badly the, the falcon punch kirby one is so great because like, like the classic treeland remix it. yeah and someone immediately posted themselves recreating it which is like exactly like what i wanted to see yeah oh yeah um is it too late to change my answer you can no, change you your can, answer go for I, it i said multiple things i just randomly interjected with dark samus oh Let's keep um, going. no i wanted to uh point out this new smash logo transition on the like versus screen like when you're going to the results because i don't oh, think yeah. anyone would even notice that as like a new feature but yeah. it's something that john like insisted upon where we would add a new transition and shout outs <laughs> to subdrag too for like enabling us to do that mm -hmm. if there's anyone who's like a huge contr contributor to this project who's even more invisible than john, john. at subdrag yeah uh who made the editor and like pretty much facilitated all of this stage and model and character animation editing to be possible for us yeah um, and i think our yeah. team is like eternally grateful to that <clears throat> there's yeah. a like there's a list of people that feels like it's always growing that i think of as like this project wouldn't be possible without them but uh Subdrag is a name that is always going to be like right at the top of that list for me next to the Smash Father. Yeah. Um, there's just so many people um, and so many things that we could talk about forever, but we're already going longer than anticipated. So um, I think it's time to uh, to wrap things up. You can elaborate up. more if you just want to talk about positive things about me. I mean, oh, I mean, we can always do that. You can that. drag well, this baby out if you got any nice. No, I'm just kidding, but thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of work from a lot of people. Um, I think uh, ending this episode. First off, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to 
um, hang out and, and meet up for this episode. I know we kind of, it was kind of like a bunch of different days and, you know, things. Kinda oh gosh. Just... Yeah. We kept, we kept talking about recording it before release. And I, yeah. I was like, I'm still working. <laughs> still cause... working on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any time. All of my time is going into the trailer. Um, uh, and then like, there was a couple of days where our YouTube channel was deleted, which That's we haven't true. even talked about today. Yeah, we actually didn't acknowledge. We were that. like, we were kind of joking, like, "Oh, the podcast is gonna be real weird now." But yeah, thankfully, thankfully that's back. Uh, of course, thanks to all our fans for making noise on social media, uh, which is known to be the only way to get YouTube to listen. Yeah, and to their credit, they did, and it was yeah, reinstated. Yeah, they even brought back the Sonic trailer. <laughs> yep, the Sonic trailer had been taken Which, down. Which, I don't even ago. know how many people knew about that, but it, it got taken down, and our appeal was rejected in the same yeah. way. I think last we, I checked... We didn't make a big fuss, right, over that one. We just I kind don't of think were so. sad about I it. Think maybe there was maybe, like, an attempt at the appeal, and it was, like, the robo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. There was um, a little bit of a complaint on Twitter that time. Um quick slash tried yeah quick slash tried individually and maybe a few people said some stuff but no anyway uh, thanks thanks to everyone who (laughs) brought that to attention and thanks to the folks at youtube who looked at that and decided that our channel was allowed to exist (laughs) because they live (laughs) without whoever greenlit that i mean we'd have lost all those comments and everything and yeah um would have been sad there's so many really kind and positive comments um both on this trailer that we put out and all the other ones in the past that are um i think they're they're just they're they're really important like the videos yeah. can go away but the, the comments i think are the, the thing that are the most um important uh, we us. could keep talking forever but i think that's like a good note to end it on yeah shout out shout outs to you guys yeah thanks to everyone <laughs> who's who's been playing maybe people who started just with this cycle maybe people who've been playing for a while i've seen a lot of new people join um for 1.5 um thanks you guys for being here and making the time um shout outs to anybody that we might have forgotten to mention um on the team it's just so many people doing so many different things um our play testers i would like to thank you uh, on behalf of the uh the of everyone i'd like to thank uh, our play tester team who came in and and did work and had a lot to test um and i'm still stunned at how few bugs are in that we've noticed in, in the release so uh thanks to you guys as well um and yeah uh thanks everyone for being here thanks everyone for listening um and we will see you next time with another episode soon uh we will catch you next time bye bye yeah